Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Orion's Belt, a games industry podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Lance Tallman, and today I am not joined by Connor Ball. I am joined by Nick Bowles, uh, a voice actor and one of my really good friends um, that I I got to know just about a year ago, um, and I'm super excited to have him here uh, for this bonus episode. Nick, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Lance. I'm very excited to be here. Um... I, I've never done a podcast before, and I've never been interviewed before, so this is actually very exciting for me. This is this should be fun. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. Nick is a super serious person. He's like ridiculous, you know, really stringent. If yeah. you make a joke around me, I'll probably I'll leave. Oh yeah, to- yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, so basically, we're just gonna we're, talk about Nick's experience um, with voice acting and 3D modeling. You are also a uh, pretty good hard surface modeler um i don't i don't know about pretty good but um, oh, you know i'm still okay. i'm still figuring out i'm still figuring out where i want to be in the pipeline of games but, okay that's yeah. fair enough fair enough regardless some of the work you've done for me and for me on a team with <laughs> on me. a team with you uh, so I, I guess remnants is your game oh now, no then. yeah let's not uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit okay okay um okay great so so basically nick we're just gonna. I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions that should be super incredible about your your life and your experience with these fields, and hope to to give some of our listeners maybe a little bit of insight as to what's what's going on and how they can get some help or just you know hear about your incredible, super amazing life story. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Let's get ready. So okay, we'll jump into your background. All right, voice acting. What, what is, just define it for us. What's voice acting? Okay, so voice acting is this really cool thing that people do when they get in front of a microphone and usually a sound-treated room, but sometimes not, and that's okay too. Um, and they say words that have probably been written out before, unless it's improv, and those words get used in some sort of entertainment, um, which could be games, it could be could animation, be. <laughs> uh, you could be ADRing a terrible line that was missaid in a movie for live action, and then when they put it back in, it doesn't match the lips, and everybody can tell it was recorded afterwards, and it's terrible. Um, those are all <laughs> things you can do in voice acting. That was a that was a pretty comprehensive description there. That was that was great. Uh, so how did you? Okay, I guess before we get into how you got into it, what am I even? I'm like, I'm jumping ahead. I'm just so oh, excited. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exciting times. <laughs> um, what what do you do? What type of what 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 do you do in the voice acting world? Um, so far, I've been in uh, two games, which um, one you made and one you made with me, and uh, I've done work for a YouTuber. Um, I usually do character work. Some of the things I've done have been like kind of a, a testers for like a, a vo type of thing which would be voiceover instead of just like a, a voice acting thing it would be more like a commercial read so okay, sure um but i haven't that hasn't actually gone onto anything that is just okay. like a All right, great that was like a demo that i did for a, a one-time thing and it did not end up going anywhere but um vo va uh those are both things that i am interested in doing and i've been working towards for about a year now that's awesome okay well let's let's get into to some of your experience and then we'll we'll kind of move on to how you got into it what you like about it what you want to do with it and it'll be it'll be so good so um oh yes so So good matt anderson did come on this (laughs) podcast back a way back when in episode two which was actually way before episode one 
Uh, and Nick knows Matt. And oh, like, yes. Oh, my God. That man is amazing. But his speech patterns have changed my life. I, just, <laughs> I can't stop speaking like him. It's it's honestly changed my life in a very ideal way. Oh, yes. An ideal way, if you ideal, will. Ideal, if oh, you will. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So let's jump into voice acting in general. All right. What is what is your non-game experience in voice acting? Okay. Um, um, and let's just hear hear all about it. Well, the YouTuber I've done work for, um, his YouTube channel is called Kamui Miracle, and he makes analysis videos for manga series um primarily can you define what a manga is oh yes uh a manga is like a comic book for us americans but uh in japan and read backwards because they read backwards in japan wait do they yeah yeah actually they read from right to left i never knew that so that when i very interesting when i read all of the invincible comics and i'd never actually read an american comic book before i started reading it backwards and it was very confusing for me for a second <laughs> wait did you read the comics for invincible yeah like the show that's going on. yeah oh i just started we'll have to talk about oh yeah yeah, yeah at some point okay, definitely great. it's great um yeah so he he does uh analysis videos of the of uh, manga series uh particularly he wants to go into more things about writing another series but right now he's his videos have mostly been focused on the manga series b stars which um is a little known uh award-winning manga series in japan and uh stars uh, you could almost describe it as zootopia but if people murdered each other oh nice yeah, yeah no yeah sounds great sounds awesome Zootopia with murders. Zootopia with murder, yeah. Great. And you don't voice act a person in the cinematic rendition. The, 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 the anime, anime, yes. There is there is the an show. anime. There are two seasons of an anime of Beastars. I am not in the anime Beastars. <laughs> Disclaimer. I've never, I've not voiced anything official through Netflix ever. Netflix, yeah. if you want to hire yeah. me. As of this recording. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's an analysis video, and um, Patrick, the channel runner for Comedy Miracle, uh, he does this very unique thing. I think that not too many manga analysis people do, where they he makes he takes like scenes from the manga, and he has actors perform them out. So when he has like some sort of point he's trying to make, um, some film reviewers will take scenes from the movie. He'll take scenes from the manga, and he'll get them voiced and. Um, that is kind of where I got my start was because I had just read Beastars and I liked it. Uh, and then I found his channel talking about the Sure, the, the show series. you like. Yeah, yep. the show I liked. Or the manga The show, liked, the manga. Yeah, I've read it. Uh, disappointing ending, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> a story for another time. Um, and I watched his videos and I saw that he had, like, voice actors and I joined his Discord because um, I was like, maybe I could voice act in his videos. And I sent him a message and I was like, hey, I'd like to try out for stuff, but I'm not sure what kind of uh, roles you have open right now. And it was like a super formal email, right? Or not email, it was a Discord message, but... For sure. No, you know, gotcha. the, the modern email. and The modern email. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and so I formatted it out correctly, you know, mm -hmm. make it look real nice. And the response I get back is like, yeah, lol, I got to update that sheet. Um, let's, uh, I'll, I'll get it done within like the next two weeks. And I'll let you know. And so he put that out. I auditioned for a few characters and I got, I think, three roles 
in his videos. Um, That's awesome. And uh, I have been able to perform two of them. One of them is for the character Cars from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and that one has not been has not gone anywhere since the audition. I'm not salty about it, but <laughs> when you do make the JoJo video, Patrick, remember, remember, you gave on, me the part a year and a half ago. I was okay. yeah. So this is this is important. Um, and the I was like, okay, so this is great. I have like four lines total. This is not a lot of work, but I want to make it good. And it turned out probably what I would call bad. Because it was my first time <laughs> sure, actually yeah. performing for anything. Um, and then the video got like 250,000 views. So <laughs> wow! So I was like, all right, um, there are a lot of people that have heard my voice now. And this is interesting. And then it kind of just yeah. developed from there. I'm auditioning for more stuff for him uh, and performing more lines. And eventually he would like come to me with roles because that's I don't know. great. Oh man, it's it's fun. It's exciting. It was certainly very very exciting to wake up one morning, get in a Discord message that was like, "Yeah, you got these three parts," and I was like, "Oh my god, people want he wants my voice to be in his videos." Nailed it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you said you started this a year and a half ago, right? So about give about or take. Okay, yeah. and you still do this, right? Yeah. Um, with less frequency, school's kind of taken up time, but for sure. Uh, I when I have the time. And certainly whenever there's somebody comes to me with a role and they're like, can you do this? I'm 100% jumping on board. Uh, I'd love it. It's so fun. Every time. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So, so that's how you get into voice acting more or less. Um, well, that's how I got into voice acting. I think the, You're, sorry, the, that's how you yeah, got, I think into the voice big acting. way that any person who wants to get into voice acting can is to just go out there and like, look up casting calls or, um, try to find like, projects that are ongoing that might have characters that need voices or even just like there's a website called casting call club and i notoriously don't really like this website um <laughs> oh i'm aware because i think like 90 percent of the projects that get posted on it are minecraft role play voiceover which <laughs> confuses me because i don't even know how sure. like how you role play a script whatever um but the point is i don't really use that site uh one thing that you can do, though, is get a demo reel made. And uh, that, that'll allow you to start auditioning for more open things on, like, Twitter. Twitter, I think, is a good place to find roles. Um, people we'll, will constantly be we'll, doing those. We'll get to this. And okay, yeah. What do, I guess how I meant in the context of, like, this is how you got into it is more of a segue towards... So first you kind of, you know you really like this this YouTube channel, right? And it's for a show or a manga you really enjoy, for yeah. that matter. Yeah. And so you get involved with it. And then how did you go from there to be involved with kind of your next thing, which is Studio Miracle? Or is that by the same person? Um, That's the same person. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that, so, so Kamui Miracle, the channel, makes Studio Miracle a thing. And that's not really like, it's not really decided what that is right now. There, sure. It's kind of getting found out. It's not really started. Um, but... That should be happening soon. Right now, it's kind of just been like out of context performed scenes from either that manga Beastars or the author's other manga Beast Complex. Interesting. And okay. the cool thing about that, and trust me, eventually this will relate to games and pretty much right now. So you're talking about this and you're you're involved with this um, 
this group and there's a bunch of other voice actors right like mm -hmm. how, here's a question how many people are a part of the youtube channel like or how big is the cast i guess it's as big as the cast of Beastars, right it, about yeah there are some people that double up on characters oh, but I guess that makes sense. um you end up i think i am in somewhat constant contact with maybe three or four people um okay that's not all the time but uh when there's roles like i have friends that i've made through there that i i talk to more than others um i think the number of people that have been in those videos is like upwards of 30 to 40 different voice actors have wow gotten okay there. yeah and so this is great because after this happened so did you were you a freshman then when you first got involved with this or were you i was a, a senior sophomore. in high school oh you were a sophomore i was a sophomore okay. in um in college Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this was this was like very oh, man very close right. to a year ago. Your your few months. Man. Yeah. That was a year ago. That wow. was a year That's ago. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Well. So then, coincidentally, you know, things change. Right. You become a junior, and then you get into these project based games classes. Oh, I guess I should have said this. Nick, you are a games major. Is that correct? Yes, I I am in the entertainment arts and engineering field here at the University of Utah. Which is great. And yeah. as such, um, the reason Nick and I became involved is because uh, of one of the games that I think we've mentioned on this show. Connor and I have maybe touched on it very briefly, but it's called Sting, an audio detective game. And Nick happened to be just, you know, another guy in the class. And during our, like, you know, get to know you activity, whatever, uh, I think you said, yeah, I'm really into voice acting or yeah. like I yeah. voice act. Something, Something like I'm, an, I'm like an amateur online voice actor. Um, I've been in a few things. I, that was probably about the extent of it. You yeah. Know, very offhand, just like something about you that's different, I guess. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's kind of different. I don't know a ton of people that voice act, except now I do, but <laughs> I mean, I, at the time I was like, whoa, that is, that's pretty sweet. And then it's just like, all right, jump back into class. But then weeks later when it's like, all right, you need a game to build team formation, blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen? Um, I pitched this audio game and, you know, as you might expect, audio games need a ton of voice actors to, to make work. And, and while it's rare that there would be a, some, somebody in the class that would be a voice actor, it's even rarer that like six people in the class or 10 people would be voice actors. And that was, that was the case. There was only one. And then another guy who uh, was really interested in doing it just for fun, um, who was also great. So we bring Nick and this other guy named Cameron on the team and this is where your your really well connected self kind of started to to materialize. So you've been doing this working for Studio Miracle now probably for what six months, eight months maybe at this point. Um, I yeah, I'd been doing um, voices for maybe seven months with uh, Patrick and Studio Miracle was kind of like a oh a, a, a glint in the eye incarnation. Of, gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't really a thing. Um, there was a discord for it, but there wasn't like a plan. It was kind of just, this is where the studio back end of the channel goes on sort of situation. Um, and so when you came to me, you were like, all right, well, we've got some <laughs> characters that need voicing. Um, what can you do? And I said, well, I know some people, if you need more voice actors, I could send out like a little ping into the, the server and just look for some other people to voice act. And I got like three people responded back. I think it was um, Joseph, um, Thomas, and uh, Roger Thomas. Yep, yeah. Yep. And um, 
I, I God, why can't I? What's his? I can. I'm, I am. I am friends with these. I people. can remember his voice. Um, as Jacob. As the, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Um. I'm. I am such a scatterbrain. Um. <laughs> and yeah. And so they. Those guys come on and um. They did. I don't remember exactly. I know Joseph was um. Well, isn't it starts with an H? Hatch. Oh, Hatchet. Hatchet. Yeah, sorry, yeah. a character from the game. Yeah. Yeah. Hatch- yeah. Um. I've played this game. I swear. <laughs> So so basically what happens is your two passions kind of collide in like a weird and probably unexpected way. I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, I I wanted to make games and mm-hmm. then I wanted to try voice acting and then making games required voice acting and it wasn't really a plan, but I guess now I can just create voice roles for myself whenever I want, you know? <laughs> yeah, kind kind of sort of. Like if I if I need another voice role, I'm like I need something else to put on like my my resume. Uh, call up Lance and see if he can make another <laughs> video game with me. <laughs> so, so we make this game, and it's simultaneously. This was my first, you know, big game project I was working on. Um, and even though the core dev team was really small, small, we quickly had this pretty big, um, studio team, right? Of of a bunch of voice actors like yourself, Nick, uh, and throughout the course of this development cycle we were able to you know record a bunch of lines and inevitably make a game that was fully audio only or could be played audio only uh, to give you a little bit of background about sting um the game was designed to be played uh for or by visually impaired or blind um, individuals and the whole point was to do that we had to make all the menus narrated we had to make the whole game able to be played without seeing any sort of screen or anything like that and so, you know, you had your work cut out for you. What can you just, I don't know. Would you want to say any, uh, talk about that experience a little bit? You know, it's um, okay. I won't be offended. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was awesome because it was like, all right, we've got a bunch of lines and different scripts and you're going to be talking to different characters. So we're going to need like different recording sessions so we can get like you and Joseph talking to each other and you and Jacob talking to each other. And maybe we're going to talk to each other for some lines and yep. I'll say Paciente really well. And, okay. Yeah. We um, <laughs> I did um, voice act one character. Or multiple, didn't you, didn't you voice act the Russian guy game. and the French guy? Amongst a few others. No, yeah. that's not true. One, I think I, I also played Shay, who is the like the guy at the very end of the game who you talk to. He's like, what happened? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. going on over here? <laughs> I am not a voice actor, full disclosure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the show must go on. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So it was it was really cool because I'd done sort of things like that before, but I'd never done it in like a game setting. So when you have to do that for a game and make it like the performances have to be convincing, people have to be able to deduce who mm-hmm. the target of the sting operation is. And that's part of the performance is uh, like my character was like a red herring. Yeah, and yeah. like I feel like that's not a spoiler because it's pretty like beginning of the the story. There's like two conversations going on that you could be True. peeking into, yes. and yes. um and one of them is me being like, oh, I don't know where Cerberus is. I gotta take up the mantle and uh, and be Cerberus for the night. Um, and so trying to kind of move from move to have like a very cocky attitude of like, um, yeah, I'm the boss and I'm I'm in charge of this situation here and I'm like. Yeah, I'm Cerberus. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna sell yep. a lot of contraband tonight. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I don't, this is how mob bosses talk, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, it works really. It's like you said, right? Every character was designed to 
convey some sort of personality and i mean it was your job to give the game its life in in pretty much all 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 senses it was an audio game right and and pretending you didn't write the script right now or something lance what no (laughs) that's you gave the script okay but i mean the lines of the game right especially for that's what i'm saying though because like for an audio game i did so i wrote the script for sting um but I remember my first time after our first recording session, hearing you guys all read the lines, I was like giddy, right? And I mean, I'm sure it's kind of similar in, especially when you do 3D modeling, when you kind of see the game really start to come to life. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like these characters I wrote are like, I'm doing quote unquote, you can't even see me doing this, but I'm, you know, making quote unquotes. Yeah, they're real, right? In like the, the game sense. Uh, and yeah, it was like your voice acting and the voice acting of the other team members, Joseph, Roger, and Jacob, uh, who were able to to really make that a reality. And Cameron, uh, I can't even forget Cameron. Yeah. Cameron, the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, but Main yeah. character, Martin. Martin, I know. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, so that happens. We make Sting and you're, you know, voice acting God. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> you flatter me. Um, and coincidentally, one of my partner on the team uh, of the core dev team, who was the engineer was like, man, Lance, that was, that was awesome. He liked the game, but he was also, um, the, the back making an audio game has a lot of overhead, right? Uh, and you can, we'll talk about this. I mean, the overhead part specifically when we maybe get to the editing and, you know, extra stuff later in it. Cause you know, you definitely have some experience in that, mm-hmm. um, but editing lines, compiling them, et cetera, that became basically my full-time job. Like while we were in this class, I was like splicing together scenes, adding Foley assets, you know, sound effects, whatever it may be to, to bring this thing to life. And so my, my partner at the time was like, all right, Lance, there's no way we make a game like this next semester. <laughs> next semester comes. We decide to make another game that has voice acting in it. We didn't make an audio game because it didn't really fit the theme of the class. No. Um, but funnily enough, I guess this is also relevant. Nick wasn't on my team the previous semester. He was just somebody we brought in, like a cool guy in the class. We yeah. Like, oh. No, I the day that uh the day that everybody made teams, I forgot that there was class and I missed the class. It was like a, cause it was online. Yeah. It, it was, was online. Like first online class ever. Yeah. And suddenly I was like, Oh my God, class started an hour ago yep. and everybody had finished making teams by the time I got there into the zoom call. And, um, and so I was like, okay, uh, don't even talk about it. Uh, everyone will know that you missed class. If you say that you didn't get a team, uh, okay. Just make your own game. Okay. Uh, it's going to be garbage. Um, <laughs> so you did end up making your own game. Yeah. It's not good. And nobody here will ever play it. And it was called God Shaped Hole. And it was about my personal disenfranchisement with uh, religion, I guess you could call it. Like a, a sort of um, talk about the experience of a person who was raised religiously and just didn't get it and wanted to feel like they were a part of something, I guess. I, I think the game was actually more nuanced than you give yourself credit for. Well, I think, okay, so I would agree that like, there was a decent amount of nuance to it. I just, like, by the end of it, because of how many concessions I had to make working by myself and not knowing what I was actually doing. Right. Um, there were so many things that I had to give up ground on and, like, make less good. And sure. eventually I just, like, I ended up hating the game, which is why no one will ever play it. <laughs> um, it's it's done. Um, one of the standout, standout features of that game is that if you don't move forward fast enough through the game, uh, scenes repeat themselves because yeah, yeah. I couldn't figure out how to script anything. So all of the backgrounds are just like 
animated slideshows <laughs> of like what people like conversations people would be having uh... hey you know you, fa- you had some problems and you found you came up with a creative solutions that's all that's all i'm saying that is true i did <laughs> i did have a, um, a shower with my clothes on and come up with the solution yes, to the that is that is true that is something that happened there, there's a video of um the development cycle of like my my development progress of the game at one point in the semester and i there's a scene where i take a moment to uh, have a pity shower as i put it um and the scene of that is just me laying in my shower fully clothed and uh looking empty <laughs> i guess that was, it was a great it was maybe the most entertaining devlog I, I have ever I'm, seen in my life i am very happy with the beginning of that and i i'm glad that greg bless greg greatest great great guy DJ. love him um where at the beginning it's like hi i'm nick bulls and then the camera like zooms and pans in on the all of the alcohol i have on the <laughs> shelf behind me it's it's a great it is a really comical video um yeah I, it's it's great I, I i'm that's what i like doing i like making things that are like not necessarily just funny but especially in like a way that can almost insult myself kind of funny oh the self-deprecation the self-deprecation humor, is just it's a joy and i <laughs> every once in a while i have to be like all right tone down on the self-deprecation sure, sure. people are going to start to think that you're actually sad and um <laughs> um but but when i am able to get away with it it's like it's so much fun yeah it's and so so that was staying that was that was that semester yes so that we, semester. we move on to this new semester where i have the genius decision that will come back to bite me and that's its own episode my experience <laughs> making these games but we decide to make another game that has voice voice acting in it and this time it's not just me and this other uh developer nick is on the actual core dev team you'll end up doing a bunch of stuff throughout the course of the um months we work on this project I'm nodding like, in real yes life oh he is agree. nodding i yeah. forget people can't, you see, can't see it but i am um nodding. yeah he, he did modeling he did audio editing um what else did he you did a bunch I, of stuff i rigged and animated yeah the oh only animations in the game yeah all of the animations <laughs> um, were done by you i mean all five of them at most <laughs> there was a lot of like scene manipulation yeah i mean a bunch of stuff but you know this is we're talking about voice acting so we'll, we'll try to stick to that so when it comes down to it Again, uh, you know, we have a script and everything, and we need to find two voice actors to voice act a lot more of an intimate uh, script. I guess. Yeah, in, intimate in, in the way of like it's not between like a cast of characters. There's two people right. and they talk to each other. It's not like a like a like a. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go talk to another person now. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 We're all each other have kind of in the story. Exactly. And so the game. This game is called Remnants, and this we made. Uh, this actually time of recording came out probably like a week ago, maybe. Yeah. Um. And basically, the dialogue system was inspired by one of my favorite games, Firewatch. Have you ever played Firewatch? I've not played Firewatch. You should play Firewatch. Yeah. Oh, great game, especially as a voice actor. I feel like you would real. You know what? We yeah. should play Firewatch together. Oh, that would be fun. We're going to do that. Oh, All that's right. such, great. such a good idea. I'll stream it. You know, have a great oh, time. Perfect. Make a day of it, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just make yeah, I know we can beat it in a day, actually. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so suffice to say, we, we model it after Firewatch. And the whole premise of Firewatch is you're just, like, alone in this forest. And you have a your supervisor, who's, like, a forest watch super but i don't know how the whatever structure works the but National basically Forest talks Service. to you yeah exactly on like a walkie-talkie and that's your only link to like anyone else kind of uh in the game 
Uh, and so similarly, you're on like an alien planet uh, and you're walking around crazy um, and there's no one else in the game, no other like friendly people or anything like that. And so your only link to the living, which I think is in the description of the game, uh, is this character called the Handler. And so, you know, it felt very apropos to Cass and Nick to play, to play the Handler. <laughs> oh, man. I So the Handler was like when talking about the game, there was kind of a lot of stuff where I was like, I feel like this would be good. And what I actually wanted was I want this to happen so that I can do this. It would be fun. And um, so like I, I pitched the idea of Remnants as like, oh, you're exploring uh, like a, a ruined civilization and kind of like Journey and... Um, there was actually another game that I kind of was a little bit inspired by, but like it doesn't really show as much as it's called Naissance and it's free and um, it's very cool. It's uh, like a it, it's a whole thing, but uh, I, I recommend check it out. It's called Naissance. It's free. It's on Steam. Uh, you can get it and beat it in like a few hours. But uh, it, they all have this kind of theme of there's this like there's an, an abandoned world and you don't really know what any of this stuff is but it's there and you can kind of speculate and it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's like kind of thought-provoking maybe introspective i don't know all sorts of different like possible emotions you could read into it but it's like it's cool i like abandoned worlds they look awesome and i wanted totally. to make a game about it and so like uh, that i i pitched like my own game idea and then i one of the other guys on the team harris and i told him about this one and he was like all right let's work on this one together so that this is my pitch idea um <laughs> and we did that we got the idea for remnants out um and then like kind of in the process of making characters it was um having I think the idea of like a Firewatch 2 people talking to each other was good at first. And then I, I was like kind of pushing for the idea of have the player character, the Trekker, be a very professional, like well-informed, um, experienced person in the field of like exploring these ruins and civilizations. And, and in, then... And also like pretty sassy in the original pitch. Oh, pretty the, sassy and yeah. like, you know, kind of like... I don't know, not self-centered, but very, like, sure of herself. Yes. Um, well, I think the sure of herself is still something that I would I would say is a good part of it. And maybe oh, that definitely. doesn't come through as well as we'd want it to, but it, it's something that um, she is a professional. Yep. She knows what she's doing, and um, she has these goals of, like, documentation and really learning about the, the civilization. And then on the other hand, um, you have... A a handler boss character who doesn't seem to have a like nobody knows how he got there, and he's not really all that smart. Pretty incompetent. He's he's not yeah very (laughs) incompetent, and he but he's in charge and um he has that like boss kind of position and relationship like boss and um. What do you call like a, a employee underling oh, yeah, situation sure, sure. going on, and um, I, like just having having an incompetent boss and like a very competent employee mm-hmm. was something that I was like, this could be really entertaining. Um, and also, I really want to play like a, a dumb kind of yeah, not very smart guy character um, totally. who's very sure of himself and uh, but not. Not even sure of yourself, like overconfident. Overconfident, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Overconfident is like the name of that the game character. (laughs) Yeah, and and it was funny because so I guess this is important. Remnants, we didn't, we never finished Remnants because of how the the structure of the class worked. The game is out now, but it's in like kind of like a 
perpetual beta state unless we ever do decide to finish it which is possible yeah um but in the uh in the scope of the class during our vertical slice we built out the vertical slice for the game and we showed it to a bunch of people and we were like hey what do you think of these characters and surprisingly uh because of how not even the writing it was the kind of how how things were enunciated and acted out um people were way more sympathetic to you than they were yeah. to the main character because yeah. the main character was you know pretty sassy and stuff and you would come up with this like big yeah. big idea yeah. to do something that was totally foolish well-meaning idiot was right. kind of like the yeah the the character of the handler and then the the trekker would um for lack of a better word just be like very snippy with uh <laughs> yeah snippy with them and uh so you'd, you'd get a line delivery of like Hey, you see, or, that's not the voice at all. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> let's, like a, let's... like a, hey, Trekker, you see like the, uh, the mountains around you? And then I'm in the middle of a sandstorm, idiot. Like that, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of vibe coming off of it. Um, so people eventually, people were saying like, yeah, um, I like the handler. And don't you <laughs> think the Trekker is a little bit mean? And, <laughs> and, and ultimately we, we went back and we had to re-record some lines because, people were really um like it wasn't really getting the intended effect that we wanted um so so that was just a really interesting dynamic i I also think it's like kind of prudent to talk about um the casting decision for the trekker so you wanted it to be a female which i thought was awesome but you know i had you know whatever four connections from sting and you know none of the cast of sting is female so i was it was kind of on you to find us another actor and did that relate back to your is mickey who inevitably uh played the trekker is she from that cast or that group yeah she's from so she's in that like uh studio miracle group um she also does another like there's a different group of people that do like dubbing for that manga b star is called project Cherryton, and she's um a part of that group as well but um i i liked mickey's voice and i liked the idea of having a female trekker or a female voice type for the Trekker. I don't think we ever, we ever, we don't really say the genders of any of the characters. Like they could all be non-binary for whoever cares. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. But the, um, a female voice type was something that I thought would be really interesting and good for it because of like that, just to have like another dichotomy as well of like, um, have these characters be very opposite people. And that helps kind of write, sort of interesting interactions between them um but also i just like the idea of like badass women that know what they're talking about and are experts in the field i just like that a lot absolutely um and she pulled it off she was very sassy until we we had to be like all right yeah you can't be as mean to nick people don't like it yeah and her her readings of the lines of like talking about like the things that she's more of an experienced uh person she's being the trekker i guess Mm -hmm. um that character being more experienced in um with like the housing documentation and building like a a sort of mental blueprint of how the society of whatever ruined civilization we're walking through um how that kind of operated and how they planned their cities i think she did a great job of reading that out because you can almost tell there's like a wonder in her her delivery of like we could almost see how these people lived that kind of like dedication and inspiration for like knowing like knowledge i I just 
knowledge but (laughs) (laughs) yes um and that i think she did a phenomenal job um yeah so definitely yeah and so that was that was really and that was really interesting and inevitably remnants would become a very different game from sting and i don't know do you have anything to say in regards to sting was you know a detective game that was relatively dark uh especially when compared to remnants which i mean altogether is a pretty light game mm-hmm. um how how did that like on the voice acting side how like how did that affect your decisions casting and i mean how you enjoyed the project i'm just curious um so sting was really cool because doing serious things is like it's fun like mm-hmm. all of voice acting is fun but doing serious roles kind of lets you get into like a more um more like set very specific characterization where like we have a goal here right Right. now we are trying to do a a drug trade or a weapons trade it was a weapons trade i think i think it was a weapons trade in the game yeah it was a weapons trade and um this is serious stuff and we think there's a mole right yeah and and so you have this um character that's very specific to one goal of get the weapons trade done and uh, make sure that um, if there is a mole, they don't interfere. And if there is one, find them. Right. Um, and th- then when you get to remnants, you have these characters that are like, they're just talking and it's, mm-hmm. it's them communicating with each other. And it's very, it's a very different feel because it's there. No longer is there like just one goal in mind. There's like, I'm here to supervise the Trekker. The Trekker is here to do whatever they want to down there on the planet and um at the end of the game i kind of slip into that you know we need you to get this uh we need to do this thing for us we need, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um and so but for the most part it can kind of just be like a yeah i don't know why you'd want to take pictures of buildings that's kind of confusing to me if yeah. i'm being completely honest <laughs> yeah it's 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 great so that's that's really interesting um did you have one you preferred i think um just by the nature of i did more in remnants than i did in sting yeah, definitely and i so I, I think i like that one more i also had a little bit more of a hand in making it um, for sure which for is sure. which makes me kind of appreciate it more that's not to say anything about sting oh no sting's hey, great you're all but good i i was on the team making remnants so that game has like more of a special place absolutely for me. totally all right great so that kind of covers you know my i guess my involvement with uh with nick as a voice actor extraordinaire um we worked together for i mean in total what was it like seven eight months yeah must have been eight eight or actually eight or nine months on these two games almost almost straight with like a little break in the middle Mm -hmm. yeah oh cool we're gonna be in uh trad together oh sweet let's (laughs) Let's uh let's make a game and so that was really that was really cool because i i don't know if i necessarily would have self-selected myself to make audio games or games with sting was an audio game but remnants definitely wasn't games with you know voice acting in them and it was kind of just like this weird beautiful coincidence that it worked out in that way yeah and you know subsequently uh by the time uh season two of this podcast comes out i mean it's possible depending on when it comes out um we'll be in development of another game that will almost definitely be a lot larger in scope than Mm -hmm. both of these previous games and despite the desperate pleas of my my friend Ross, who is our like engineer um, and 
co-developer i really want to put voice acting in my game ross is like yeah (laughs) no more voice acting and then in my in my head i'm like watch out i'm gonna do it again like (laughs) what if we hold on what if this is kind of crazy (laughs) what if we had like characters that talked wouldn't that be interesting and then i don't don't know i feel like he's just gonna have to do it (laughs) we'll we'll see we'll We'll see see. i mean it definitely is one of those things where it would be fun it would be a lot of fun I understand sure. how bad the back end is but for these people. It's it's rough. <laughs> I know you did a lot of the back end. Um, yeah, it was a learning experience for myself yeah. too in audio. I still don't know where the train horn at the beginning of the sandstorm audio comes from. Oh, it yep. sounds like a train horn at the very beginning, <laughs> and I don't know what that is. Hey, no comment. You know what? No yeah. comment. A great, a good magician never reveals his secrets. So. <laughs> how'd you put the how'd you put the train <laughs> horn in? There wasn't even a train horn file in the audio. <laughs> to tell you i'm just a genius i, I guess. guess so yeah um okay so you have you've kind of we've kind of covered a lot of your experience uh and we'll get to what you want to do um and you kind of already covered this a little bit but how did you start out in voice acting and we know how you got interested in it but how did you start applying yourself so a lot of that comes from that studio miracle conway miracle group of I didn't know if voice acting was a thing I could actually do, but I liked I liked the idea of it and I liked the sound. And I like was working at the time in a conference services position where you'd be setting up like the AV um, for different conferences at this uh, hotel on campus. And you know you're, you're getting up to the microphone and testing it, yep, and just you know saying random lines into it, just voices. Um, and as a result of that and having a bunch of free time to myself setting up tables and chairs by myself in a massive ballroom, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of try voices, right? And yeah. so while I was by myself, and I, I still do this when I'm driving, which I used to do a lot of when I worked for Domino's uh, delivering pizza, um, I would be in the car just putting out voices and like trying new things and um sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't but um applying myself really came from seeing all of these other people that are really passionate about it and seeing that they thought I was good too yeah which like it is such a big deal to be involved in that field and trying something out and not knowing if you're good and then there are other people that are doing the same thing and they're like actually res- they they're acknowledging yeah. and respecting that this is something that you're good at and i don't know if i'd ever like really sell myself as like a great voice actor because it's not i i'm i have a problem with like talking about how great i am For sure. in things um but i they make they made me feel like this was something that i could do yeah. And while it might not be my career of choice at the end of the day, because I want to make games and mm-hmm. I, I want to work for game studios, be a game developer, it is at the very least a hobby that I can do on the side or part time and enjoy. And that that comes from them, like just having other passionate people around that want to do the same thing as you. And you're kind of pushing each other. And when one of you gets a role, you support them and congratulate them. And um, another thing is like I'll, I've applied for roles that my friends applied to and they got the role. Yeah. Right. And the, the an important thing is that like if you might feel a little bit disappointed, like, oh, I didn't for get sure. the role. But like you're 
that is such a great thing for like your your buddy that did and that's like every time i had one of those it's like it's hard to not feel like a little bit like oh, i didn't get it you know oh well um yeah. but but then you can be excited with that other person for them being able to succeed and maybe that'll lead to something else in the future like my um my friend joseph who you know, oh, I do know has Joseph. been in uh, was in sting he was in an episode of an abridged version of attack on titan and that show is on hiatus now but when they asked for more characters i put my hat in the ring as the character levi and um joseph like put his word in to the casting director of like yeah i know nick nick is a good guy to work with and he knows what he's doing so like having connections is a big part of it and not just for like promoting like each other and encouraging each other but having like networking where totally. if somebody else sees like hey i found this role that's opening up and um i think it's a good opportunity and maybe they can't do it but they think that you might want to like mm -hmm. that all these things like any way that you can find a role for auditioning it's great totally yeah, yeah i think I mean, you read this because you were an alt with us, but in game studies, they talk about um, the idea of NACHES, uh, or like not N-A-C-H-E-S, and it's the whole idea that you get like an immense amount of like dopamine um, from watching others like succeed or helping others to succeed, and that's huge in regards to networking. And I've mentioned that on the podcast before, um, not not for networking, but just the, that idea, that concept. Mm -hmm. um, but it applies here so much. Um, and, and I know because you and Joseph, when we're, you know, talking about all these other voice actors, especially in Sting, where there was a lot more, you guys were always so really su supportive of each other. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's that's really starting to pay dividends, which is awesome. Yeah. And and um, another thing I told you, I'd tell you about this with like, um, oh, great. Practicing voices in the car. Um, I had a moment where I was in I was on Temple Square, like, OK, ready to turn onto like North Temple and um there's a red light people crossing in front of me and i'm just doing voices and i i want to try it and it's probably not gonna sound great but um i was i said something like oh it's not that i don't like you it's just that i don't think you're very important and some guy was walking in front of my cart and i had music blasting yeah, yeah, yeah sure right so there's no way that anybody should have been able to hear me trying voices sure. and um he stopped and looked at me and then pointed at himself and I was like, uh, um, you, mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, no one was supposed to hear that. Sure. Um, and, uh, God, it was, it was such a, a strange moment for me. And I don't like, he like walked off afterwards, but I was just like, you're like flustered. This, this poor Mormon man thinks that I just called him unimportant for no reason, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that, that was a weird day. <laughs> that is so funny, actually. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But uh, just uh, the, the whole process of, like, getting more involved in voice acting, is, it's, it's been entirely reliant on who I've been surrounding myself with and what kind of activities I've been getting up to, which comes back to those making games. Yeah, for sure. And I can invent roles for myself. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's great. Okay, so, I mean, the last thing that's... Oh, okay. Actually, there's two last things. So the first is pipelining. So we, mm -hmm. we've kind of touched in a good amount of detail about what you do um, and kind of like what effects that have on that has on the products that you produce, right? Uh, you know, Sting, Remnants, um, this, you know, YouTube series. 
Uh, but what we haven't touched on is what goes on in the back end. So the characterization you were talking about kind of before we started recording, um, audio editing, or like not even splicing together full lines, but I know you do a pretty extensive amount of editing to your own stuff that you yeah. send in. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Well, okay. So as like an as a, a amateur voice actor, um, you don't have... Um, audio engineers that are editing everything for you but when you send in an audition you don't want people to hear like white noise the yeah. maybe a, an ac running somewhere in the house uh things that your microphone might pick up that you weren't even cognizant of during the recording and you want to get rid of that so that you can put your best foot forward obviously totally. um and so a lot of amateur voice actors like myself are going to kind of figure out how to edit their voices and every everybody's voice is different so things that i do for my voice don't always work for someone else's but it, right. i can usually adapt it a little bit and figure it out for their like pitch but you learn how to edit yourself to make your sound as good as possible and a lot of that comes from like just trying things mm -hmm. and like see there's a tool over here that i've never used before but maybe it'll give me a different effect than i was looking i, I want to have and um uh, Another part of that is being able to Google things and figure yeah, it out from totally like if you can Google, like if you have an effect in mind and you know how to like word it so that you can uh, search for that. Google is your best friend. You're going to you're going to find a way that you can make it happen. And most people for like Adobe products, especially Adobe Audition has a massive community of users that are willing to just yep. give information to you for free. Oh, Whoa. my God. That was that was really loud. That was a I'm big one. Positive that most likely appeared in the the recording. It's like thundering uh, for outside. sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely a rainstorm. I'm excited to scoot her home. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be so fun. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, you were saying yeah, yeah. audition right and yeah, auditions are programs. Great program. Um, audacity isn't audacity. Audacity. Uh, audacity. Yeah. Um, my my apologies. Um, audacity is another widely used program that you can get great tutorials for and it's free. So yeah. um, there are plenty of people using it. I don't use it because I have a student license for Audition and Audition is just so user-friendly that you can get a lot yep. of stuff done easily. Um, and it's still pretty widely used. So it's not like I'm starving for information. <laughs> totally, um, totally. It's great, yeah. Awesome. But I, so I do a lot of back-end stuff like uh, audio editing and then another uh, like thing that I do is if I'm like working with a character and you want to know the character better, if it's not something that's like a very rigid script and it's like something that's allowed within the casting uh, or within the, the direction of the voice, you can talk to people about like, this sounds like it would be better if it was said this way. Mm -hmm. Or uh, maybe if this line was changed a little bit, which is something we did for Remnants during the re-recordings. Like Absolutely, I, yeah. I went through like every line of dialogue we had and um, identified where I thought the problems could be, and then like sent you ideas about um, maybe change this line a little bit. Let's change the inflection on this sentence. And totally, um, like that's just another part of it is like knowing how to make yourself sound as good as you can um good maybe sound meaning you sound bad because that's the role um but i mean also yeah. taking the initiative to want to correct those problems right like i mean a lot of people might just be like yeah i mean you know maybe it's not perfect but that's just how it goes but yeah you know i mean, i i look back at a lot of the things that i've been in and i kind of feel a little bit like 
Oh, that could have been better. That could have been a lot For better. Sure. Um, but I think that that kind of like drive now to make my audio and my performance the best it can be is what kind of makes me want to do it more. Yeah. Right? And I mean, also, it's one of those things where as as you're doing it and having like, you know, as you're recording, it, it's just important to to take that initiative, but also realize like this is game development and things have to ship eventually. Right. Yeah. Like it's really easy to just spin your wheels and try to be a perfectionist. Um, but yeah, it's just about finding that balance and you know, yeah, it's interesting. I I've found for some auditions, I don't know how often I've, I don't think I've done this for like anything that I was already cast in because usually there's like a, a filming window, you could call it or a recording sure. window that you want to have these put in by this time. But for auditions, I'll usually go in and take like record a couple takes Mm -hmm. and um, pick the best one out of that, clean it up and then listen to it a few times and then leave and just like leave it for three hours maybe and do something else and then come back. And by then, usually it's been in like the back of my mind the whole time. I'll have a different like take on the line and that take will be better. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good process. I think that seems like tried and true. Uh, I I guess so. <laughs> I kind of came up with it myself. So well, I mean, you know, just I mean, so for me, I obviously I do not do voice acting except for you know, when, <laughs> except for that instinct. Um, but but I do as a production student and a designer, uh, I do a lot of writing. Like that's just the nature of the beast, and it's a similar process. Like you write a whole essay out, I proofread it, and then I leave for like. ideally a few days and then i come back and i'm like all right yeah and i'm immediately like oh that's gotta go that's gotta be changed right so i i do think it's just that's just like a strong strategy Mm -hmm. um but yeah is there anything else you want to get in i mean that's pretty comprehensive i feel like we've covered a lot of ground here nick i think yeah i think we've uh covered mostly like i guess everything i can say about voice acting i'm still relatively new to it i've only been doing it for a year and not excessively actively like during the past two semesters i've been working way harder on school stuff like for sure um my gosh those classes sometimes take up time don't they they totally do Um, absolutely yeah especially during like uh finals period when you find out that the sandstorm doesn't work quite as you intended it to and then you want to fix that and then you you, you fix it but then it actually uh, causes frame dippings on uh, even fifteen thousand dollar computers so (laughs) you need to patch that again again totally crazy okay well thank you nick thank you so much um nick you're also a 3d modeler uh but maybe that's maybe that's like its own episode to talk about, you know, modeling. Yeah, maybe. And I think um, if you want to have me on another time for like talking about um, 3D work um, and what I would actually do in the games industry, which would be more directly applicable to the, sure. the industry of games, um, then I, I would have more. <laughs> I would I would not only be better at it because I'm <laughs> pretty much always working on it. But um, I'd actually be like next semester, I'm doing stuff like procedural art, which I think includes VFX and some environment art and animation. So there are like all these things. I'm still, you know, putting my feelers in. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want to do in the games industry. And um, yeah, so I, I guess 
it, it, if you have me for a future episode, I would have like a whole bunch of things to talk about that I don't even know exist right now. So oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, then to be continued, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. That has been Nick Bowles. Uh, it was super fun to record this episode uh, and it was great. Uh, so we're going to have one more episode for season one of Orion's Belt, a games industry podcast. Uh, it'll be me and Connor again. I am not entirely sure yet what we're going to be talking about, um, but it will likely be a long episode, uh, maybe a deep dive. We'll see. Um, but we'll see you then, and then we'll be back next. I don't know. In, in it, We'll take a short break, and then in a little bit, uh, we'll be back with season two and likely start bringing on bonus episode guests again. Um, so stay tuned, and it's been amazing. Thanks for listening.